Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our log of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our as labour is a name to make a man feel proud. <coughs> and it is indeed a very good morning from the Concrete Gang. Bright-eyed, a bushy-tailed, and recovered from the festivities of Monday, which is more than I can say for a couple of our regulars. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, String Bean and Annie at the panel. Are we all feeling a very chipper this morning? No. Very, very chipper. <laughs> well, at least you're here. Unlike the other two, couldn't buddy will uh, get themselves uh, here. They're uh, exhausted after all that stuff on Monday, which was, to my mind, a big day out and a very enjoyable one too. Yes, and um, may I say that uh, congratulations to Warren and the Gorilla for putting on a, a great show once again at the uh, at the Salubrious Palace Hotel. The Salubrious Palace Hotel, which uh, I got to say, did themselves a treat. The food was excellent. The bar was uh, absolutely working overtime. Everyone was happy, and the jaded cats absolutely laid them in the aisle. And a cheerio to Spike this morning. You can dance. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yes, there's a few boys who... Uh, showed that their upbringing took place very much in the pub rock of milieu. Very good. And may I I say, too, the cake was uh, absolutely beautiful. I never got a piece, but uh, I'm told it was beautiful. It It looked great. great. It It looked looked great. And it tasted great. And uh, what was left over uh, went back to the office, and all the office girls are all cursing the concrete gang for all the calories they... uh, took on uh, by finishing off the cake. There was an effort, I might add, uh, by one regular of the Concrete Gang to uh, just uh, get a bit of cake, uh, in fact, quite a bit of cake, uh, wrapped it all up in the old uh, 
paper towel and had it stashed and uh, when he was heading back to Geelong he went to find his cake and guess what, been put back on the plate. And looking around uh, with everyone observing him, he decided he would go back to Geelong without cake. Oh, is that right? So a very good morning to the Buzz, who has been up in Brisbane uh, as the uh, chief negotiator in the Lend-Lease negotiations for the new uh, National EBA. Absolutely laying them in the aisles, so much so that now they're going to have to have a protected uh, action ballot to actually get somewhere with the negotiations. Oh, nothing's new there. I think we, 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 were, we, we were there three years ago from memory. Indeed. So. Now, just on a, on a note, the buzz is actually putting in, and the buzz uh, didn't put in with the cake, but anyway, he certainly identified a very fine piece of uh, <clears throat> pastry cooking. Righto, we raised some money on Monday. Terrific job for all those who came down and supported the show and supported 3CR. We uh, can't give you the final figure yet, basically because there's a whole lot of cash in the safe that we haven't counted yet, but we will be uh, able to meet the uh, target set for us, which is, I think, 18 grand. We're uh, probably halfway there already before the function, so we should uh, meet our uh, target. And I think we can say that, uh, I think we're, we're in the groove now when we run these uh, functions. The Palace Hotel are performing well. The band, Jaded Cats, is absolutely going a treat. And everyone had a good time. And the bar staff said they wished that the uh, listeners to the Concrete Gang uh, frequented the pub every day because they were such a good, polite and cooperative group of people to serve. Yes, well, you know, construction workers know how to have a beer and uh, and and know how to behave themselves. We're in the, and they're at the pub, and the Palace is a traditional pub. Yes, uh, fantastic little place there on uh, on City Road, uh, and fantastic bar staff too. I have yep. to say, yep, it was absolutely did themselves a treat. Uh, we should just mention that the uh, the show, which was recorded during uh, the festivities on Monday will be put to air next Sunday. Need to put a little bit of an intro in there and put the uh, Concrete Gang song in there and so on. And we'll be going to air next Sunday with that show. And it was interesting to have uh, the originals, the original crew who did the first Concrete Gang and started the whole tradition that's now gone on for 40 years. That's... uh, a little group of blokes who had a various names like Mario and uh, so on. Willie, uh, we learned about how Willie got his name and so on. But look, Ian Bolton, Paul Kamikazov, uh and Phil Court, Bobby Mancor were there. They were all originals. They got the show going and we've kept it going for 40 years. And uh, I think we all agree that uh, the greatest... Uh, Supporter, stalwart of the Concrete Gang was Johnny Cummins, who kept it going for most of that 40 years. And uh, it's an absolute tribute to Camo that the show is still going and uh, still raising money and keeping 3CR on the air. So again, thanks very much for all those who gave their support. And I hope everyone had a good time and come back again next year. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. And if, on a lesser uh, note, you haven't put in... uh, the pledge 
that you made to the Radiothon, you better get your ass into 3CR or the union office and get your money across the counter. Yes, if you've rung in and you've uh, made a donation and we've named you on air, uh, we'll be happy to name you on air next week as well as being uh, a welcher. Indeed. Now, what's the uh, main game at the moment? EBAs. And folks, the uh, delegates meeting this week uh, had a report on uh, where the uh, state of play is with the renewal of EBAs. There is a process under the Fair Work Act. Notices have been issued. The notice for representative rights has been issued. The documents are out to be circulated uh, among employees and there's 21 days and there's this, that and the bloody other. Thanks, Julia Gillard, for making life so bloody complicated. But nevertheless, there is in excess of 150 agreements certified. There's a whole lot more waiting certification. And there is, I think, somewhere in the order of probably about three to 400, which are currently waiting the final vote, which will then go in for certification. So we're moving ahead in Victoria. We've still got a long way to go. And obviously, we don't know what the uh, Senate is going to be. Mr Turnbull seems to have got across the line by one or two uh, uh, majority. But uh, when it comes to the Senate, who can predict what's going to happen there? I mean, Darren Hinch, Pauline, all those rabbits that uh, have been elected by various people around Australia... The only thing that I can say is a positive is that uh, Bob Day, a, a, a stalwart of the HIA and hater of the CFMEU, didn't get re-elected. Yep. So that's one less vote for Malcolm. But who knows what's going to happen with the Senate. So all we can say to people is don't listen to the bullshit coming out of the M- MBA. Don't listen to the bullshit coming out of the uh, Turnbull government. There's only one code in place at this time, and that's the 2013 code, and there is an agreement, which is the the agreement which has been put out across the industry. That agreement was uh, initially signed with ProBuild. It has gone in to Fair Work Building Commission. Our good friend Nigel Hatchkiss, and he had all his lawyers look at it, and uh, we've all seen the letter now coming back from Nigel Hedgkiss's crew saying it is compliant with the 2013 code. Indeed it is. And if you want to wait around and muck around and face protected action because we've gone through the whole fair work process and we're in a position now, if people are not interested in signing on to a, a patent agreement, which is all legal, then we have to go to the next stage, which is we are going to negotiate with each company individually and we're going to make more demands than what are in the pattern. And we're going to get on with protected action or whatever we have to do under the Fair Work Act to conclude an agreement. All legal. Sorry, you can say what you like. We only get a chance to take industrial action legally, apparently, when we're negotiating EBAs. And that's the time we're at now. So there's a whole lot of people who are MBA stalwarts, a whole lot of opportunists out there who are mucking around, stuffing around. Well, 1st of July was the pay rise for a whole lot of people and there'll be a whole lot of other people saying, well, why haven't I got my money? Indeed. So it's going to be on, folks. And the interesting thing is that 
at this point in time, Nigel Hatchkiss and his crew are saying the uh, pro-build agreement is code compliant, but that doesn't mean every agreement is code compliant. Well, it's a pattern. They're all the bloody same. So they're all code compliant, aren't they? Unfortunately for New South Wales branch, there is a whole lot of arguments to be had about uh, whether their agreement is code compliant with the 13 code. I think that's also the case with Queensland, but in Victoria, we're charging forward. And the interesting thing is, it's all going to get tested again with Lendlease and their protected action ballot. Ooh, love that protected action. Love it. And I will say the office is in full groove at the moment with the EBAs. So if you're out there uh, and you're not covered by one yet, you get onto your boss ASAP on Monday morning and yeah. get into it. Talk to your delegate. Talk to your organiser. There's a whole lot of rights that you have under the Fair Work Act, and we're going to make sure you enjoy it. Righto, we might cut to a track now, and we're going with the, uh, the great man himself, our good friend, McKinley Morganfield, otherwise known as Muddy Waters, Southbound Train. I wonder why that old Southbound Train don't ride. Hey, yes, I wonder why that old Southbound Train don't You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And it's the Concrete Gang every Sunday morning on Community Radio 3CR. And I got control of the music again, and that was the great McKinley Morganfield, Muddy Waters, Southbound. And Muddy muddy Waters, don't we love doing that? Oh, we like Muddy in the Waters. And guess what? It might be muddy, but you can still drown in it. Yes. Righto, let's move along because there is an issue. It's an important issue to discuss. And Stringbean would like to tell us about a little issue in Western Australia, which now seems to be catching on right round Australia because, I hate to say it, but uh, the company that own John Hollands is a Chinese company. And obviously they are not very fussy as a company about importing stuff from China, which is not up to scratch in relation to... Asbestos. There you go. Nasty asbestos. So, yeah, the federal government has known about this problem for quite a while. We've had a few scares previously, um, imported, cheap imported products containing asbestos. Um, it's actually started in Brisbane, the Tower of Power, um, where on a Maltese job we had um, some gaskets found to contain asbestos. And then very quickly, though, the Royal Children's Hospital... What a place for a bunch of asbestos to be in the ceilings there. Um, some cement sheet uh, has been discovered uh, to contain asbestos. We've got stories of workers getting covered in clouds of the stuff when they were cutting it up. 
Um, and that's a pretty horrible story. You've got people worried about going home to their families with, uh, with clothes covered in dust. Um, so, you know, as, as we know from the past, um, there's no safe exposure to asbestos. And so it's very um, big scare for everyone involved there. Um, but no surprise, really, that it would show up on a job like that where it's been, you know, there's been issues after issues on that site as there are on John Holland jobs. And uh, clearly, they're not, not too fussed about the, the cheap products that they're using on their jobs. Um, and I believe not the only not the only problem. So we've got 69 sites that Uanda, which is the importer, um, have have said they've they've got 69 jobs they've supplied. Um, a lot of those jobs are finished, we think. Um, but we're we're certainly calling on all the governments and WorkSafe authorities to to go and check it out. Um, and we'll have more news about that. But um, yeah, so. Chinese cheap Chinese products, Chinese free trade agreement, lack of border force control. Uh, more interested in stopping uh, vulnerable people than they are in stopping dangerous products coming into the country. And uh, yeah. this is the this is the result. So John Holland has some some definite questions to answer, and I, th- I think they've been coming into a bit of trouble down here in Melbourne on a few jobs as well, not asbestos related necessarily, but we had a report of a few incidents uh, yesterday on on civil jobs. Um, so their their record continues. Indeed, it does. String bean and uh, so in they're this, in the hit parade with a bullet. Uh, with a bullet, <laughs> all right. And, and you know, just going getting back to the asbestos, it's been banned from being imported into this country for I don't know twenty odd years now, maybe even longer. And it's, it's it's just absolutely disgusting that that product can make its way uh, you know into this country now. Uh, I, the mind just boggles how how terrible that is. It really is. And yes, John Holland uh, doing a few projects around uh, around Melbourne at the moment, out at Ravenhall, the prison and uh, the rail projects. And uh, once again, uh, when we talk about you know uh, imported products and so forth, uh, there would have been around about sixty one ton slings that were found down on the rail projects during the week, which were not to the Australian standard. These are sling, uh, slings, one ton. They're, they're purple in colour. Uh, they may have the Australian standard tag on them, uh, but they are illegal uh, and they cannot and should not be used. And there they were on uh, a John Holland job. Who claimed to know nothing about it. Absolutely, knew nothing about it because the people you're dealing with, uh, they're lightweights and uh, had no idea uh, and, uh, you know, didn't know how to deal with it. But uh, we, uh, we assisted them, uh, and uh, whether they wanted the assistance or not, we gave it to them, and uh, they, uh, they were very thankful in the end. It's very kind of you, Colin. Yeah, 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 I thought so too. It's about time that Gary Marshall said thank you for something, to say nothing of our friend the Badger. Indeed. Yes, John Holland's uh, covering themselves in glory yet again. They've been owned by a few people over the years. Leighton's, uh, Janet Holmes, a court, goes on and on and on. And unfortunately, they've done some good jobs over the years, but I tell you what, the standard is going down at 100 mile an hour. And even though they uh, may be not as high-profile anti-CFMEU as they were uh, 10 years ago, Perhaps uh, they're still not doing it right and they're going to have to be held to account as always. They put people at risk. They break down wages and conditions 
They are not nice people. Indeed. And when you find out that uh, people who have been injured on the job are uh, carted back onto the job and stuck in the office so it doesn't count as a lost time injury. Young fella there lost the tip of his finger a couple of nights ago. Um, you know, don't claim work cover. Uh, you know, just put it on your own uh, Medicare and uh, we'll, sort, we'll sort it out. But please don't put it on work cover and come back to work tomorrow. Uh, another bloke hit by a machine, dislocated his shoulder, once again shoved under the carpet. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Blokes being forced to work in the pouring rain, uh, extremely windy conditions. It just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Subcontract employees refusing to work in the rain. Basically told, guess what? We'll get another subcontractor in. Who will? Exactly. Righto, moving along to other disgraceful people. CUB. Oh, we talk about Vic. Colin, Bill. you we, know and love CUB. Yes, yes. And we're not talking about the product. Used to be a huge supporter and uh, did me did me very best to make sure the shares of that company were uh, always right up there. Uh, but uh, we talk about Vic Bitter. Well, the whole dispute's become very bitter now. Uh, we have our uh, you know, kindred unions, the AMWU and ETU, there uh, sitting it out. There, uh, fifty-five of their maintenance workers were uh, were sacked unceremoniously about three or four weeks ago, and offered their jobs back at about sixty-five percent less uh, than the going rate. So obviously, no one's going to cop that. Uh, and then when you find out that uh, Sab Miller, the owner of CUB, made four billion dollars in profit last year. What is going on? But uh, I believe Sab Miller is going to join forces with someone else. So this is all part of the, the game plan. And uh, the brothers there are sitting it out quite nicely and uh, to be continued, I would imagine. Second largest brewer in the world, Sab Miller, merging in with the largest brewer in the world, AB InBev. It's ridiculous level of multinational company making your humble VB these days. It's a... Yeah, it, it, it's a shocking kind of development. And then we think about if you were to organise uh, a, a boycott of the of the CUB products, <laughs> what beer would you drink? You start going through the list and, gee, there's not many left. Yeah, we'll go back to drinking water. <laughs> Brunswick Bitter. There you go. The lo- go the local brewery. Brunswick Bitter. It's a decent product and uh, you're not in any way... Uh, I don't think sabotaging the campaign that's going to be run by... All unions against CUB. No wonder wonder a man started making his own gin, but anyway. (laughs) Right, let's talk about something that uh, is significant, and that is the uh, exercise that went on last weekend. Uh, We're going to have uh, Scallywag of the Week during the the festive show that was recorded on Monday, but in the end that was going to go to air too late, so I'm going to raise it here. Contract control job in Carlton, or Parkville, I would have said. Next minute, the uh, health and safety rep is dragged away from the police, by the police, from the job, Saturday morning, disturbing the peace. I think the coppers are a little bit embarrassed now that they didn't realise he actually worked on the job and they had no right to drag him away for dealing with health and safety issues on the job. But it was a setup because the ABCC film crew were there. Vic Pole came. The whole bloody lot, the whole circus went on with contract control. And to Mario, the uh, 
health and safety rep on the job. He was dragged away. They dumped him in the city somewhere and told him he couldn't go back to the job. It's his workplace. I think the Vic Pole are a bit embarrassed. ABCC don't care. They just want to get some kind of shit on, on the union. And a steward was, uh, health and safety rep was doing his job. And what happens? He is humiliated by Vic Pole. And uh, there is going to be some uh, consequences to all of this. Well done to Mario. He continued to do his job trying to protect the members uh, of the union on the job from a company who were, one, incompetent and putting people at risk. Absolutely. 10 out of 10, big fella. And uh, we had a bit of a joke on, uh, on, on Monday about it. They, uh, they tried to cuff him and the cuffs wouldn't fit around his wrist. So he said, it's all right, I'll come quietly. So a bit difficult getting into the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've anyway. Had, we've had all levels of police getting involved in industrial disputes lately, haven't we? Ne- next we're going to have parking inspectors just picking on the union cars or something, you know. Oh, that already happens now, I think. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I saw that happen in Tassie. Yeah, we had a, a union car parked in a loading bay that was uh, ticketed while the boss's car wasn't. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's get the scallywags because we've got a few. I'm going to start the uh, ball rolling with contract control. Uh, they uh, have not exactly covered themselves in glory and uh, they are associated with a few other disasters around the place, including in Hobart, where an associated company uh, supplied uh, relocatable, relocatable buildings for the wards to be used while the hospital is being rebuilt down there and they were found to be absolutely riddled riddled with mould and bacteria and all sorts of uh, problems which would have put the uh, patient's health at risk. Oh, the old mould scope, that's it. Old mould scope. Old scope, that's them. Now, John Hollands. It's going to be hard to beat John Hollands, but contract control have done a, a bid. John Hollands, absolute disgrace across the board and try and put themselves out there as a uh, national builder with no political agenda and all this bullshit. That's all crap. National builder, national disgrace. That's it. Now, who else have we got? Oh, we've you got, got, you got a couple. We've got, well, I've got, I've got to throw in one here. We've got, we've got Simo, one of the young activists, our, our uh, rep, our uh, esteemed young rep. He hobbles into the uh, Palace Hotel on Monday. He's got the big bandage around his left knee. And we're thinking, gee, you know, I said, what happened, mate? Is it a football injury? The dog bite? Yeah, what was it? He goes, oh, I slept awkwardly in bed. You need to harden up, son. Big time. I think you're going to get nominated for Sookie La La, my yeah. boy. And don't, don't you ever give me that excuse again. <laughs> right, who else is oh, up for Sookie La La? Oh, Sookie La La, I don't know. Yeah. But I've got, I've got me. Uh, Crane Association. Got me all, oh, yeah, the Crane Association. We, we, we've negotiated over many weeks a new agreement with the Crane Association, and uh, uh, they didn't, they didn't uh, at the end of the day, they didn't like what they uh, ended up with, so they thought they'd, they'd try again. They thought they'd have a second go at. The negotiations, well, bad luck. Uh, there is many a company that have already signed up, are happy with the deal, and that's what's going to stay. So, very right good. Right. So they win. Uh, I think they deserve to win Sookie La La. But in terms of Scallywag of the Week, we've got uh, Premier Cranes ripping down power lines out mm. near their yard and uh, not uh, not reporting it. 
No, no, come on. John Owens. Oh, yes. They're, they're in a dreadful class of their own. Unbeatable. Righto. We're going to go, <laughs> out, the, go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.